What is up, everybody, man? Welcome back to the Blue Bloods. We are previewing the college football playoff national championship. We got number one seeded Georgia, 14 and 0, taking on number three seeded TCU, 13 and 1 on the year. Going into this matchup, man, it's extremely interesting. Uh, with the semifinal matchup, Georgia had to storm a furious comeback to beat Ohio State. Ohio State misses a last-second field goal as Georgia advances to another national title, looking to be the first back-to-back -back national champion in the college football playoff era. While TCU, the Cinderella story of college football, out of nowhere, first-year head coach Sonny Dykes, Max Duggan turns into a Heisman candidate, and TCU has been rolling, beats Michigan, a huge, I wouldn't say a huge upset, but a lot of people were thinking that game was going to go differently. A lot of people, including myself, thought TCU had the a major disadvantage at the line of scrimmage, and they dominated outside of the first play, the line of scrimmage all game against Michigan, and they consistently made plays to win that game a huge win for Sonny Dykes and they get to the national title there could win their first one since the 30s when everybody was counting them out throughout the whole season and they'll play that role again as Georgia enters this game as a 12 and a half point favorite the over under is 62 and a half a game that kicks off on January 9th 6 30 p.m central time on ESPN out in California now Looking at the tell of the tape between these two teams, TCU averaging a little bit more points per game, an extremely balanced offensive attack, 201 yards on the ground, almost 300 yards passing behind Max Duggan. Georgia with a very similar statistical output on the offensive side of the football, but the clear, clear advantage goes to Georgia on the defensive side of the football one of, one of the great defenses throughout this season. They did give up a lot of points against Ohio State, but locked it down late in that game to win, only allowing 12 points per game, under 300 yards per game, less than 80 yards on the ground, and up until last week was allowing just under 200 yards passing. TCU, on the other hand, they give up a lot of yards, but they have just been outscoring people, and their defense is known for making extremely opportunistic plays in crucial moments, and that's what this weekend's and that, that's what this matchup is going to come down to. Can TCU find that next level on the defense side of the football? Force Stetson Bennett to make some mistakes, force some fumbles, play in the backfield of Georgia. That's going to be extremely interesting because we do know they're going to give up yards, but every time the Horn Frogs need a need a play made, their defense seems to find it. Whether it's D. Winters pick six against Michigan whether it's a crucial stop in, in, in a red zone situation, TCU just seems to be almost like the team of destiny, always finding a way to keep themselves in the game in big moments. Looking at the quarterback spotlight, man, you have two Heisman contenders, Max Duggan, over 3,500 passing yards, 32 passing touchdowns, eight rushing. Bennett had a very, very similar year, over 3,000 passing yards as well, 23 passing touchdowns, eight rushing. But how they do it is extremely different. Max Duggan really excels at pushing the football down the field. He has a set of receivers that do a great job of stretching the defense, getting behind the safeties, getting behind their matchups in the secondary, and in creating explosive plays. 18 touchdowns, 21 big-time throws on, on the deep ball this year for Duggan. Grades out at almost a 93, according to Pro Football Focus, while 
Bennett, we talked last week in the Georgia-Ohio State preview, a lot of his money throws comes from behind the line of scrimmage and underneath. That's, that makes up a lot of his game. But when they let him open up in, in terms of intermediate areas, 10 to 19 yards down the field, he – has really excelled at that, graded out over a 90, according to Pro Football Focus, 1,300 yards in that area, also seven touchdowns. He's really struggled to push the ball deep. That's where a lot of – that's where almost 100% of his turnovers have come. So I, um, it's going to be extremely interesting with the TCU defense that is extremely strong at the corner spot how they choose to attack TCU's defense. You, you would figure that they're going to use the run to open up some opportunities for Bennett. Similar to you saw with Ohio State late in the game, due to Ohio State kind of having their eyes in the backfield and some coverage breakdowns, Bennett was able to create some explosive plays down the field. Will they let him work the intermediate routes? Or are they going to try to keep it safe, work underneath short game, and allow and make, make TCU tackle in open space? That's going to be an interesting thing. And also, they they – Georgia's defense has done an excellent job at not allowing explosive plays for most of the season. Last, last week, they really struggled with that at times. Will Duggan be able to create those downfield opportunities with a loaded wide receiving core? That's going to be a huge matchup to watch in this game. Now for keys to the game, you look at Georgia. It, you have to limit the downfield opportunities for TCU. It was a key last week for Michigan as well. They didn't do that. If you allow TCU to be explosive, it's going to put a whole lot of pressure on your offense to make plays and also be explosive and go blow for blow. A shootout benefits TCU. They can score with the best of them. Georgia has to limit downfield opportunities for TCU, and not limiting those downfield opportunities almost got them beat against Ohio State because Ohio State was able to be explosive early in that game. Also, they have to establish the line of scrimmage. Michigan entered last week. Huge advantage on the line of scrimmage. Uh, on paper, at least, and throughout the season, they lost a line of scrimmage battle, and it really cost them in that game. They struggled in terms of an offensive line, creating space for their running backs, and they also struggled getting pressure on Duggan and also not allowing TCU to establish their rushing attack. Georgia has the athletes. They had the five stars, the four stars, the proven potential, the All-Americans, All-Conference guys. They have to win their one-on-one -on -one matchups. If Georgia does not establish the line of scrimmage, TCU is in a very, very favorable position in this game. Now, on the other side for TCU, tackle and limit explosive plays. Now, tackle might seem almost obvious. Ohio State made too many mistakes inside the box. There was times where McIntosh or one of the running backs would or Edwards would be wrapped up. He would make a guy miss and it would turn into an explosive play. And that's been a thing all season long. You can't. You have to tackle when you get when you get your hands on the on these Georgia athletes, man. They can create explosive plays if you do not tackle in open space and do not come down and meet them at the line of scrimmage. And and then Max Duggan show part two, man. I said it last week. Max Duggan is the guy. When you look at historically teams that have come out of nowhere, the LSU, the 2019 LSU team, the 2010 Auburn team, you have to let them cook in the biggest games. Max Duggan has to play another spectacular game. He played amazing against Michigan and made play after play, especially down the stretch. He has to do that again against a solid Georgia defense. Now, C.J. Stroud played a hell of a game last week against the Bulldogs. Max Duggan has to play a similar type of game. Get the ball into your athlete's hands, push the football down the field, make plays with your legs, and you got to make plays outside the pocket with Georgia. They do an excellent job at getting pressure on the quarterback. If you can get out 
escape the pressure, get outside the pocket and make plays with either your legs or make plays downfield outside the pocket, you open up a whole nother, I would say, level of your offense. So Max Duggan to have a huge game against Georgia if the Horn Frogs want to have a chance in this one. Now, offensive players to watch for Georgia, obviously Brock Bowers and Kenny McIntosh are the two names you have to look for. Brock Bowers has to rebound after a rough game against Ohio State. Only one catch last week. That's not going to cut it in the national championship. He's one of the top targets for Stetson Bennett. He can be a game changer when he's on. He's another guy. I I talked about Stetson Bennett's ability to work the intermediate game. He's a large part of that and has a 99.9 PFF grade in intermediate routes and targets. He's next level 400 plus yards in that area. Two touchdowns accounts for almost 40% of his targets. Brock Bowers has to make plays against a really, really talented TCU secondary and McIntosh, the number one running back, in my opinion, for Georgia, almost 800 yards, 10 touchdowns, over 500 receiving yards, which is why I think he's the number one running back. His ability to be a threat out the backfield and as a runner makes him damn near impossible to stop in a huge explosive option like you saw against Ohio State. He made plays with his legs on the ground and was able to get a big touchdown and make some explosive plays against Ohio State as a receiver as well. He really excels as a running back in A-gap rushing. Right off the center, in between the guards, 300-plus rushing yards from the A-gap attempts for McIntosh, over almost seven yards per carry, 10 explosive runs, and three touchdowns. TCU is going to have to be stout in the middle of their defense because Georgia really excels in attacking the middle of the defense, All and they have been all season long. He has to explode as a receiving threat too. Make TCU's make TCU's linebackers cover in space. Kenny McIntosh has been electric as a, as a receiver or receiving back this season. Look for McIntosh to be a huge piece to this Georgia team. Now for defensive players, everyone knows Jalen Carter was going to be on this list, but I'm going to go with Malachi Starks. He's had a tough go. Listen, he's been tested as a true freshman. He's going to have to step up. He's allowed three touchdowns and eight catches on just 11 targets the past two games against LSU and Ohio State. He's really been picked on in the in the postseason. He's going to have to step up because TCU is extremely deep at wide receiver, and one misstep can lead to an explosive play. He has seven pass breakups, two picks, 67 total tackles. He can come up, make big plays in the run game as well, but his cover skills have to be at an all-time high this upcoming Monday because TCU, I promise you, has seen the film, and they're going to go after Malachi Starks early and often. He's going to have to respond in a big way for Georgia. Now, Jalen Carter, just a game-changer. Seven tackles for loss, three sacks, 29 quarterback hurries this season. is ranks third and fifth in terms of defensive grade and rush defense grade for defensive tackles this season, according to Pro Football Focus. He's he's unblockable at times. Generated pressure last weekend, but wasn't able to create a lot of big plays in terms of loading the box score. This week, it is, it is of the utmost importance that Jalen Carter has that game. The scouts are going to be watching. His NFL draft stock is going to be looked at as he's got to be a game changer. I think there is some opportunities on the interior of the TCU offensive line for him to take advantage of due to his size and athleticism, generate pressure on Duggan. He's got to create chaos in the backfield because Michigan really failed to do that in the semifinals and TCU made them play with some, made them pay with some explosive plays with, with their running attack. Now for TCU, 
Quentin Johnston has to be the pick here, man. Can he rep? Can he be the Marvin Harrison Jr. this weekend that TCU needs? Marvin Harrison Jr. had an outstanding game until he unfortunately had to leave with an injury. He is a deep threat, 98.4 PFF grade, almost 500 yards, five touchdowns, averaging 42 yards per catch on the deep ball this year. He can be a game changer. Can, Quint, can Quentin Johnston take advantage of Keely Ringo, take advantage of Malachi Starks and some of those defensive backs, and go make plays for Max Duggan and TCU? He's going to be, outside of Duggan, the number, one, the number I would say, 1B in terms of important players this weekend for the Horn Frogs, Amari at running back is going to be huge for TCU. We don't, we do not know if uh, Keandre Miller is going to be able to suit up and play. Amari is going to have to be huge for TCU. Now, last week against Michigan, after, after Miller's injury, he stepped up in a big way: 150 yards, a touchdown, averaged over eight yards per carry. He can be that explosive back. He stepped up last week. TCU is going to have to establish to run, keep that balance in their offensive scheme. Amari is going to play a huge role in that, which there in turn will open up opportunities for Quentin Johnson to take advantage of Georgia deep, similar to what Ohio State did just a week ago. So look for Amari and Quentin Johnson to be the players to watch offensively for TCU. Now, D. Winters, probably I, I, he was the best player easily in the college football playoff uh, semifinals last week. He was the highest graded defensive player, 86.1 overall defensive grade, according to pro football focus, seven tackles, three for loss and interception defensive touchdown. This season has played all over the field, done an excellent job in run defense, getting into the backfield and making plays. His, his ability to play sideline to sideline and make plays when other linebackers wouldn't have got to the spot is his specialty 14 and a half tackles for loss seven and a half sacks seven qb hurries he is a force in the front seven and if if he plays like he did against mitch against michigan in this next game d winters is playing himself into first round consideration for the nfl draft d winters was a game changer against michigan he was the defensive player of the game an absolute stud man look for d winters to make a huge impact from the linebacker spot now travius hodges tomlinson one of the best corners in the country, man. 14 pass breakups, three picks, has only allowed one touchdown this year and held opposing quarterbacks to 34.7% completion percentage, had five targets, three pass breakups, zero catches allowed last week against Michigan. If he can shut down a side of a field like he did last week against Michigan, Georgia could be in for some serious trouble if they're not able to establish the run. He completely shut down one side of the field against Michigan, and, and McCarthy was not able to take advantage of anything else. And it really put Michigan's offense, the fact they weren't able to run the football, in a very precarious situation up until later in that game. Hodges Tomlinson is going to be a key player. Look for him to try to take away a Brock Bowers, take away some of those deep threats that Georgia has at the wide receiver spot. Tomlinson is a player to watch, man. He's been elite all season long and was in both Winters and Tomlinson were key pieces for TCU knocking off Michigan. I was really, really torn on this pick, man. It just seems like TCU was that team of destiny this year. Every single time everyone counted them out, they found a way to win. They seem like they're rolling at the right time. They did the unthinkable to Michigan, shut down the run, rushing attack, win both line, lines of scrimmage and get to the national championship in year one of Sonny Dykes. Man, I picked Georgia to win the national championship in August, and I'm going to stick to that, man. I think TCU gives Georgia a hell of a run for its money, but I think Georgia's experience in this moment, 
their ability on defense to lock down when necessary, and their ability to show up in big-time games is what's going to be the difference. Give me Georgia 37-31 over TCU with another late Georgia score, putting them up early in the final moments of the game to claim their second straight national title, the first back-to-back winner in the college football playoff era. So this is one of our two games of the week. We're previewing both national championships. Comment your score prediction and winner below. If you predict the correct score and winner, man, you will win our $100 Venmo giveaway. So do that now. Also, you've got to hit the like button and subscribe. But guys, we'll be back with our FCS national championship preview later today. Man, give me the Bulldogs 37-31 over TCU in the college football playoff national championship. And I will see you all next time right here on the Blue Bloods.